Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This is Pastor Kevin Rollins with Blow the Trumpet Ministries. Well, we praise God. We love God. We love people while making disciples along the way. Hallelujah. Today we'll be coming out of First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 22. Do not touch my anointed ones. Do my prophets no harm. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we just thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. How we have the ability, Father, dear Lord, to be able to serve a God like you, Father, dear Lord. That we want to follow your guidance, Father, dear Lord, to be the leaders that you have blessed us to be in the ones that we are thankful to be, Father, dear Lord. To not lead your people astray, Father, dear Lord, but to lead them in your way. In Jesus' name, amen. The command to touch not God's anointed is found in two places in Scripture. Do not touch my anointed ones. Do my prophets no harm. First Chronicles 16.22, Psalms 105.15. These passages are sometimes used in Pentecostal and charismatic circles to defend certain preachers from criticism. Preachers who promote themselves or their ministries as anointed warn their would-be critics do not touch God's anointed. Of course, this helps them to muffle them from scrutiny and allows them to spend, spread falsehood and bad theology unrestrained. Others take God's command, do not touch my anointed ones, do my prophets no harm, to mean that Christians are promised protection from all bad things. 
Both of the above interpretations of do not touch my anointed ones ignore the context of the passage in question. The ones in these passages are not modern day Pentecostal preachers in the Bible never promises that God's prophets, anointed ones, children, or other faithful believers will never suffer harm from evil people. As Jesus explained to the Pharisees, God in his wisdom said, I will send them prophets and apostles, some of whom they will kill and others they will persecute. Luke 11:49. David, who orchestrated the phrase of 1 Chronicles 16, applied God's command not to injure God's anointed to his own situation. King Saul was trying to kill David at one time, and David and his men were on the run. One night, David's men came on Saul and his army while they were sleeping. Abishai rejoiced that they had the advantage over their enemies and suggested they kill Saul then and there. But David said to Abishai, Do not destroy him, for who can lift a hand against the Lord's anointed and be guiltless? As surely as the Lord lives, the Lord himself will strike him down. But the Lord forbid that I should stretch out my hand against the Lord's anointed. 1 Samuel 26, 9 through 11. It is God who takes vengeance, not we. Deuteronomy 32, 35 and Romans 12, 19. The command from God, do not touch my anointed ones, do my prophets no harm, was for a specific group of people for a specific time. God preserved the patriarchs from physical harm. The prophets of the Old Testament had given way to the teachers in the New. See 2 Peter 2.1. No one today can properly quote 1 Chronicles 16.22 to deflect criticism or silence challenges. No apostle in the New Testament ever told anyone do not touch God's anointed as a means of insulating himself from critique. The fact is that all believers today are God's anointed. We are all set apart for the work God is accomplishing in this world, 1 John 2.20. Now he who established us with you in Christ has anointed us as God, who also has sealed us and given us a spirit in our heart as a guarantee 2 Corinthians 1, 21 through 22. Since all believers are God's anointed, does this mean that his command, do not touch my anointed one, keeps us from all harm? No. Believers still suffer the effects of living in a fallen world. But at the same time, believers who know that God is 100% in control and he can easily protect his children. Whatever happens to them is allowed by him. Satan himself can't lay a finger on God's children without God's explicit permission. See Job 1, 12, 2, 6. So we trust God in everything, no matter what happens in our life. We trust that God is in control and he will equip, empower, and protect us to complete his plan for us. 
I am sure of this. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Philippians 1, 6. Perhaps one of the most misused Bible verses today, Psalms 105, 15, has been twisted by many to manipulate and gain perceived immunity. I'm pretty sure you heard this verse, do not touch my anointed ones and do my prophets no harm many times. Have you ever wondered what this verse meant? If you have, then let me share something else with you. Sadly, the ones who often misuse this verse are ministers. Why? Because they think it takes them and their preaching, makes them and their preaching untouchable. In other words, the flock should never challenge anything the man of God preaches or does. Sadly, these brothers and sisters, though beloved, can't forget that we are all accountable to God and we are not to Lord over anyone he has assigned under our care. Peter 5.3 Worse, believers who fall for this teaching end up idolizing such ministers. They believe that the minister is always right and that he should never be questioned. The follower then passes the wrong belief on to another unsuspecting person. The Lord Jesus spoke about blind teachers and blind followers very clearly in Luke 6.39. We read him saying, Can the blind lead the blind? Will they not both fall into the ditch? Both the leader and the follower, if they follow a twisted or wrong interpretation of Psalms 105.15, we end up following the leader to the sin of pride and the follower to the sin of idolatry. For us to understand what Psalms 105 means, we have to read it in context. Psalm 105 is actually a psalm written by David remembering God's promise to Abraham the and thus God's people. We know that according to the Old Testament, God promised Abraham that he would make him the father of many nations. The Bible records that God's promise to Abraham became true in the form of Isaac, who had Jacob, from whom the nation of Israel came. We read in Exodus and other books how Israel became a slave in Egypt how God delivered them from slavery, and how he led them to the promised land. The same land he promised to Abraham. This journey was marked with many challenges and trials, but the Lord was with them as he promised. Here's where Psalms 105, 7-15 comes in. Here's the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. He remembers his covenant forever. The word which he commanded for a thousand generations, the covenant he made with Abraham and his oath to Isaac, and confirmed it to Jacob for a statute to travel, I mean to Israel, as an everlasting covenant, saying to you, I will give you the land of Canaan as allotment of your inheritance. When they were few in number, indeed very few, and strangers in it, when they went from one nation to another, from one kingdom to another people, he permitted no one to do them wrong. Yes, hallelujah, praise the Lord. He rebuked kings for their sake, saying, 
Do not touch my anointed ones and do my prophets no harm. For this very passage, we read that when God spoke of his anointed ones and his prophet, that no one must ever touch him and no one should do them harm. He was referring to his people. He was in no way specifying a single minister or Christian. He meant everyone that belonged to him. With these words, he meant to tell everyone that he doesn't want anybody touching are harming all of his children, not just a small group of special Christians. He was protecting each and every person who is called by his name, who believes him and follows him. See, we cannot be twisted by our leadership because, see, our leaders are supposed to be agents of change and not professional manipulators. See, true leadership's not about control, it's about service. It's not about power. It's about empowerment. Leadership is not about manipulation. It's about inspiration. Leadership's not about people. It's about purpose. Leadership is not becoming. It's about becoming and not about doing. Leaders should not be parasites feeding off the People's fear. God loves an honest heart, and religion makes us fake. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we just thank you, Lord, that we who you have called are all anointed by you, Father, dear Lord. That's from the little child all the way up to the bishop, Father, dear Lord. We just thank you, Lord, Father, that you are not a respecter of persons, Father, so you would not have any type of special treatment just for one small group of people. We thank you, Lord, that you continue to bless us as you give us your wisdom in Jesus' name, amen.